Howdy, and welcome to Talking FM, a brand new podcast dedicated to Football Manager and the stories that come with it. My name's Luke, I'll be your host, and joining me today will be my good friend Henry. As Australians, Henry and I often find it hard to talk about our Football Manager saves with people other than each other. So we thought, why not take this to the internet and see what other people want to join in in our conversation and talk about all things Football Manager. Personally, we love the game, we love the stories it brings, and we love the way it can just take a club from absolute obscurity to being at the forefront of your mind 24-7. I can't wait to get stuck in. Neither can Henry, so let's go. I would have come across full manager. I think my first was full manager 14. So I would have only been yeah, 14, 15 years old, year nine, I reckon. And I came across it on Twitter. I saw something about it and then I had a look on YouTube. And I thought it looked pretty interesting because I've always been a big fan of you know FIFA career modes and Pez Master League. I kind of just worked my way into it by that way. And um, I always used to start probably between 14 and 17. It was always Liverpool because they were struggling a bit. So it was a nice save to kind of take Liverpool to their first Premier League title and then to another Champions League title. So that was always pretty good fun. But um, yeah, I haven't done too much in the lower league as we've discussed before. Kind of been learning a bit more. Probably manager 20 is probably my first time really doing lower league stuff and learning a bit more about it and having fun with it and doing one at the moment as we're talking about off camera about ARDS in the Northern Irish Premiership. I'm currently in 2023 and in second place, which is in the League Cup final as well on the way. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting you say that because, so personally, I love lower league saves. My my first football manager was number was um, 2014 as well. And yep. my first save was Chelmsford City. And so I save scum my way to the to their fake up <laughs> final like 15 times um uh, at the time i just thought that's how you had to play because it was such a hard game to play because i'd only ever played like you like fifa career mode yeah. and i'd always just never play i always simulated the games and it was, for me it was about buying and selling players and i've always done that in every sport game really it's just I don't know, 2K, basketball, it's the same. I don't like, I'm not very good at actually playing like the game. So I just like the management side. So that, that drove me to football manager and then lower league management where it's not so much about being tactically better, but just being able to buy better players. And so when FM20 rolled around, we talked about, I was trying to get you into lower league management because I thought it was so much more rewarding. <laughs> and yeah, the stories are so much cooler. I understand that now. With lower leaguers, you kind of can't get any affiliation or love for a player because it's hard to keep them around. Oh, and you've got shocking. part-time contracts and, you know I mean, it's hard to fall in love like a player. But then once you do find that player, it's pretty rewarding. It is, absolutely. I still remember I had a bloke called um, Luca Champion who was a free agent I signed. <laughs> he was an anchorman at Chelmsford. Yeah. And I played the same formation everyone has played on every football manager ever with a holding midfielder, two mid two midfielders in front of him and then two wide players and a bloke up front. Yeah. And... And he was the best anchorman. Honestly, his overall rating, I, went, I had him in League Two and then he played in the Premier League when I first got there. And I think he was the best player on my team the whole way through. Yeah, uh, he so just kept getting stuff. better and better. Yeah, the so that's... dreams that. It is. And that, in, in a way, is sort of what this podcast is about. It's about the one player who you have for seven years and you can't believe you still got him. Or at the yeah. moment, I'm playing as Borussia Dortmund and I've got Matt Leckie on the right wing given that we're Australian <laughs> and, yeah. and he's not that good, but he's, he scored a hat trick in a champions league group game for me. He's won me a couple of games coming off the bench and he's not there because he's the best, but he's there because it's fun. 
Uh, and that, yeah, that's what this that's, is about. That's the beauty of football manager. football manager thing is so good because it's not just based on rating. Yeah, exactly right. It shows how much love you put into a player to make them perform well. It's not just about how good they are. You look at people who put out content that I'm sure you take in a lot of, and I, I personally watch stacks of Dr. Benji. Yeah, um, similar. And it's the, we've talked about this before, and Matt Leckie and Mila Yednak and my Danny Graham. <laughs> and <laughs> trying to work. Exactly. Try take them everywhere. If you go to another club, try moving with your staff, all that sort of stuff. It's, it's what makes a story more exciting. Yeah. And it's, it's the hard thing, I think, to communicate to people who don't play the game. No, that's what I've shown people. Even my, I was showing my sister the other day about it and she was saying it was just like a spreadsheet. Well, that's, <laughs> kind of, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> I've, been, I've been sitting there before and someone walks past me and they, they, they think I'm doing uni study so they don't talk to yeah. me because they think I'm too busy but I'm trying to show them like these dots on the screen that are exciting me so much Correct. Yeah. I would have yes. loved to see how I went into school without football manager I remember just sitting me, in class in year 12 just playing it it hit me at uni I didn't have it until I was at uni yeah. so my year 12 results were bad enough this would have yeah. <laughs> the final nail in the coffin yeah but, no, one, no one really understood it at school when I was trying to show them and yeah, the little dots running around. I was thinking, geez, look at these guys go celebrating in class. No one else was really getting around me. Yeah, it's, it's if you know, you know, and there's no other way to Correct. explain it. We're talking about uh, the saves that you're doing at the moment with ARDS. So that yeah. originally, what was that meant to be? How, how did we work that out? Because we were doing that one together. So We were a joint sort of... save. So that was, it was called, the, I think it was the British Steel Challenge. So the idea of it is to win every league and every cup in Britain. So you've got England, Scotland, Northern Ireland, Irish League and Welsh Leagues. So at the moment, we started off together. We won the is it the second division in Wales, the I Northern tell League. You. I have no idea I what it was. And we won the second division in Northern Ireland, and currently playing in the Irish Northern Irish Premiership. Well, season preview we're meant to be at ninth in the league, and we're currently sitting, as I said, third or third at the moment. So it's going pretty well. So as, as we said before, Henry's in Adelaide and on Zoom. So he's got the selfie camera going on his phone and his laptop is in front of him. <laughs> and he's playing Correct. it while we're doing <laughs> this. Which, to, to be honest, as we said with the whole spreadsheet, no one knows it's a game. I can sit there yeah. watching TV next to my partner with this going. Yeah. And she doesn't really care because she knows it's not really a game. It's just like, um, it's, it's like being on my phone because you can do it so passively. Correct. You just still yeah keep conversations while playing it, and yeah, it's the beauty of the game. And then I get excited for no reason. So correct. Um, other saves that you've tried to embark on in FM twenty. I know personally, I've really struggled to stick with one. I um at the moment, I've got another one in Arsenal. I'm in twenty twenty four. I haven't won too much. I won the FA Cup, and I've kind of finished second in the league every year. I've been struggling <laughs> to catch, keep up with Man City and Liverpool. You know what I mean? They Liverpool went the first seasons undefeated so it's been <laughs> difficult to stay up with them but I've got made some decent signings I've never really used the the wonder kids spoken about a lot but I actually bought Tenali, um Sancho and Havertz and I understand why people are talking about it now they're pretty amazing Sancho's unbelievable but, yeah I couldn't believe it I thought uh, and also I've started I always used to be an inside forward guy mm, I've started playing wingers never. And just changed my opinion I've never been an inside forward guy and it, yeah. uh, to the point where my Dortmund save that I'm playing at the moment, which was meant to be a glory hunter type save. Um, yeah. I'm playing Rouse, Roos, however you say his name, on yeah. the left wing as an advanced playmaker. 
and I'm playing yeah, Sancho yeah, so on the right as a winger and he's meant to be on the left. That's why I've, I reckon it's changed. Even like you look at, especially in the lower league, looking at this, I've got a left back who's 20 years old. He's crossing like 13 to just train him up as a winger. Yeah, wing, I, I still think wingers. I prefer wingers purely because I'd rather have three blokes in the midfield. But correct, yeah, I, I don't. I, I've never understood because again, this is a thing about being Australian is that I've played three games of club soccer and football in my life. Yeah, uh, and I just couldn't understand why we we're playing the way we we're playing because I was so used to watching Football Manager and stuff. Okay. Like, what I did was I, I, it was a, it was an off season for cricket, so I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll go play, I'll go play soccer somewhere. How good. So yeah. I played for the university's team and we played in the third division of amateur soccer in, in Adelaide, which is of no quality. <laughs> and I played in the C grade team. So they actually play in Div 5. So I was playing Div 5 football and we were playing three at the back. Yeah, <laughs> I never correct. played the game before and I was the right, the right centre back in a back three. And the winger was up the field like a madman the whole time because yeah. we played one bloke up front. We played a, we played like a 3-4-2-1. It was the most yeah. bizarre like setup ever. And oh, I just... No one held back. No. <laughs> I, I felt like I was one of our better players. I'd never played the game before. Back on task. So my saves yeah. this year, people who know me always know I talk about this club called San Marino in this country called San yeah. Marino, which no You've one tried knows to get about. me onto it. And I've tried to get you on the because it's the ultimate of lower league saves. Like people do the tier 10 to the top, but the game's not really made to be played below like tier five in England. Yeah. So it's sort of hard to play it properly. But San Marino challenge last year was Serie C. This year, San Marino absolved and became a different club entirely. And you have to go into the editor to be able to play them. So I got into the editor. I did it this year. And I thought, I'll make it a bit more realistic. And I was like, oh, I'll play Red Bull San Marino. So I made a logo, made everything. I was going to play as like Red Bull's new affiliates, the San Marino Calcio um, <laughs> club. And they suck. It was horrible. <laughs> so I went back to playing it normally without the editor. And I got, I think, seven years in to it this, this year. And I was like, oh, too hard. Because for those of you who don't know, the Italian football system is a complete basket case. Like you've got Syria A and then you've got Syria B which is like a pretty standard, like, you know, two or three go down, two or three go up. Then you get to Serie C and there's three divisions that go into that one level. And of those, all the winners of those go up. And I think then you get two through three or two through four in each of the leagues go into a playoff game and they will have play like a bracket playoff. And then, so if you get in there and you go through, you qualify to get promoted and then others get relegated. But then to get into Serie C, you have to start in Serie D, obviously. But there's eight groups. So you've got Serie D, A, Serie D, B, and so on. And you have to win the league to go up. And so if you yeah, don't win the league in the first two really years... Lofty, I think. Yeah, in, if, you don't, if you don't win the league in the first few seasons, you're done. Like, it's going to be an absolute hell. And the first time I did it was, like, probably 2017. And I got to maybe the middle of Serie B and I stopped. And then last year, in 2019, I finally got to, to the big time, to the first division. And I got relegated back to back <laughs> and I went down to Serie C. <laughs> and then FM20 came out just in time. I mean, they're the saves that I like, the, the long lower league ones. that, And I haven't really got into the... I tried the Glory, I've tried the Glory Hunter one now and I enjoy playing yeah. with Dortmund. But 
having Haaland and Sancho and I signed James Rodriguez in the first three yeah. minutes of playing it and I just got a bit carried away and it's just a bit like you win the league in the first year and then it's like, okay, you've got to win what's, cups. What's next? Yeah. Well, so what's the idea? What do you think's next with Dortmund? What have you won? Dortmund, I've won. The, I've only won the league. So I lost. In the, I'm yeah. in the second season at the moment. Um, I thought about it long and hard yesterday. I was about to go to AC Milan and then I decided yeah. not to. Uh, because they're a basket case in like 12th and had no manager. So um, I'm out of the the German Cup. I've just lost to uh, Real Madrid in the Europa League. I've got nothing to do in Germany now apart from like win the German Cup and I can do that later. So I'll probably leave at the end of the season. I'll go to hopefully a Spanish team or or to PSG or Monaco. I had interviews with, with Atletico Madrid with Real Madrid, with Barcelona, with PSG and Monaco, and they all knocked me back after winning the Bundesliga. So I was a bit disheartened after that, and I thought it was going to be a very long save. Monaco the other day, and they looked quite interesting. So I kind of loaded up a save and had a look at their squad, and it looks quite interesting in the first season. I'm not sure what their squad's like in your second or third season, but they've got a few good kind of a mix of experience and youth. They've got money, yeah, they exactly. like to buy players. So they buy like... yeah. They, they buy a lot of, like, the obviously young players who they think are going to be good. I th- so, the way in the game that I've seen them work so far, they basically are trying to buy the next Mbappe, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, it seems that way. So they've got players like Ben Yedda and Fabregas, and there's Adrian Silva that played at Leicester a couple of years ago. So, they've got an interesting team mixed with, um, is it Pellegrini, the Italian striker? Yep. Yeah, yep. What's been your favourite club to manage across all the saves you've done? I had one with Celtic that lasted a fair while and ended up getting to the losing the quarters of the Champions League. The thing I find with the Scottish League is it's just a bit too easy as Celtic. You know what I mean? You've got a, you've got Celtic and Rangers and no one else has the same budget or the same quality of players or the same youth system. So it's kind of too easy to win the league. So it turned more into making the Scottish League a bit higher in the coefficients. It turned more, yeah, into not just about Celtic but more about the, the actual Scottish First division and things like that, and also I had one with Airdrie in Scottish League One football. That was the team when I was over in Scotland. I used to go for, watch them. Turns out they're not the nicest fans. I found that out recently. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I've, so I've had one with them and worked my way up to the Scottish Premiership, and you know finished third as my highest behind the Celtic and Rangers. So I still couldn't catch them. But you know what I mean. Other things come up in life, and you kind of forget about a save for a bit. And I think that's and that was the biggest issue, isn't it? Yeah. Is that you you sort of you get gripped by a save for a yeah. week and you just don't want to put it down. No. And then something else comes up and you sort of forget about it and then you don't. Yeah, it's really hard to go back to it. Yeah, correct. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't working all that much when it first came out. But then over this January, February, I started working all the time. So I kind of put it down for a few weeks, up to a month. And I found it hard to get back into Especially when, when you, I can imagine you'd think with a low league save, when you go back into it and you forget, it, kind of forget who was playing where and what was working. And, you know what I mean? You get into a bit of a momentum and on a roll. Yeah. Mm, definitely. I think especially when you don't want to put it down when you're going well. And then when you put it down, yeah. you're probably not going as well. And you come exactly back in right. and you lose the first. So I, I always, no matter what I'm doing, I'll always like simulate the game until there's a game the next day. So when I want to play yeah. it, I can get on and play it straight away. Not with an yeah. um, international break. No, never. Two weeks, and you're like, do I want to load it for 14 days? And 
Mm. So that's the thing. So I always make it as easy, easy as I possibly can. You play a game, you lose. You go, oh, shit, I forgot this was like hard at the moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> very, very much a gr- the grass is always greener in a new save. And so that's what, new yeah. saves. I, I spoke to you this morning about a new challenge that I had to try and yeah, get us a bit right. more. Because it's really good. I really enjoyed the one we were playing together, which you're playing now with darts. Um, yeah. But the whole like, oh, how are we going? Or, oh, by the way, we did this. Like, it gets a bit like, okay, we need to stop yeah. just like doing it one way. So I come up with a little bit of a, a competition between the two of us. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously anyone listening, feel free to join in and, and let us know how you're going with it. Because I think this is, this is the fun part of FM is where you get to share your stories with people when you're all Correct. progressing, you're trying to get towards the same goal. So the, the, the rules are that you've got to play with a club that is not in the top five nations. So... Yep obviously outside of France, England, Germany, Italy, and Spain. And there's only one goal and that is to sell a billion pounds worth of players. And so we've got both got, I think, initial thoughts on this. We've got, I think, different ones. My thinking is more, all right, let's go to Portugal or to Belgium or to Holland and just produce one to kids left, right and center, sign every Brazilian kid you can and sell them three years later. Yours I thought it would be different and it is different. What's your, I think, initial, what's your initial thoughts on it and how you'd go about it? I was kind of looking at a squad that already had players that were worth a bit with decent youth system and also teams that were going to win the league and play in Europe. So I was looking at teams like Celtic, which is obviously something that's close to my heart and I enjoy playing as. Um, Galatasaray, I was thinking. Mm-hmm. But then I did also think places like Porto even. Sporting Lisbon used to, would have been one I would look at a few years ago, but I think they've kind of fallen off the... They have in performance. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not looking at it. They, all their youth systems and whatnot are, like, unbelievable. Like, they have yeah. the, best, the best youth ratings and youth, um, youth, uh, youth facilities and all that sort of thing, um, youth network. Um, another yeah. one I looked at was Club Bruges. I did think fun. initially it might be more fun to play as a team that wasn't the best in the league by a mile. Like if you play as Ajax, you, you're going to win the league every year. Like there's not Even a lot you should of... look at the players. Look at all the players that have come out of there in the last well, however long, 20 years. You think, is that a bit too mm. easy to sell 50 million pound players? Exactly. Because the way I look at it is, you know, if you, if you go the wonder kid route, which is what I'm sort of thinking of, like you want to just get a huge amount of players who are between 16 and 20 and just have them all trained together and hopefully you're done in four seasons time. Yeah. That sort of means you've got to sell maybe seven or eight of them for 80 million. And then the rest you can just get by on 20 million pound sales. I think if you go the route of Celtic, you're probably looking at making a lot more sales of 20 to 30 million. Like guys like, um, like Rogic and stuff like that, who you can sell for. Edward. Yeah. Christopher. Yeah. I mean, the, the Dortmund save that I'm doing, Celtic have just sold, I think, I bought one of them. Is it Ayer, the centre-back? Yeah, Christopher Ayer. Unbelievable player. Amazing. Yeah. Sucks. Absolutely sucks on the game, but stats are phenomenal. Yeah. Like, he's the worst yeah, centre-back correct. I've ever had in my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he, I bought him for £40 million, and then Celtic sold four other players for £35 million. There's yeah. an eighth of your target gone. Correct. So... And usually they've got a decent... Whenever I've managed them, they've had decent players coming through. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and they've got some good young... Yeah, Christopher, I, I remember him in maybe 
FM 15 or 16. He was playing in the Norwegian leagues. And he used to be able to pick him up when he was like 16 or 15 years old for like 500k. And he'd always turn into a boss. I think his best position is defensive midfield as well. I've always used him. Mm. He's a pretty big man. He can pass the ball and defensively he's good. Yeah, I mean, and, that, and you know me, the one thing I want is a player over six foot three. That's all I yeah, want. Correct. Every player in a position <laughs> has to be a giant. In a, the San Marino save that I was doing this year, I had a, a bloke who was meant to play, I think, right back, a uh, right midfield, sorry, and he was six foot seven. His name was Luca yeah. Biordi. He was a regen. And I made him play up front because he was six foot seven. <laughs> and he has, he has, he has finishing to be playing somewhere three. in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> It's a bit where a football manager lets you down, where like if you've got a bloke who's six foot seven, you should be able to put him up front and he's at least like a presence. Well, but in the game, do- he's a paper. Does Dr. Benji, does Dr. Benji at the moment have a six foot seven strike or something? Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, what's his name? Like Mirko Carroll or something. Mirko Carroll, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly that. All right. Well, that's the challenge though. Sell a billion dollars yeah. worth of players, you know, and try and achieve it obviously by the in game date before the other person. Um, yeah, I think once we have decided our teams, we'll put them on Twitter. Um, yeah, our Twitter for those who don't know it already is talking underscore FM. So we'll put the teams we're playing as there, and we'll put our signings up as we go and keep a running tally. Until next time, that wraps us up for episode one of the podcast. Henry, it's been a pleasure having you from all the way from Adelaide over the internet. It's been great fun. Yeah, hopefully we'll get hopefully we'll get back in the same state soon, and we can do it without the correct the Sooner need for. Later. Yeah, pixelated sound and all that jazz. But um, this has been Talking FM. Like I said before, find us on Twitter at Talking underscore FM. I'm Luke. Henry. We'll see you later.